his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's 9.30 in 716. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski. Clear skies outside and we're expecting a sunny day later on. 27 degrees. Chilly though. Feels like 17. Two weeks after the fatal Main Street fire, demolition of the building continues and is expected to go on for the next two weeks. Kathy Amdur is Commissioner of Permit and Inspection Services for the City of Buffalo. No through traffic will be permitted on uh, Main Street or Washington between Tupper and Goodell. We'll try to open Main Street up sooner. Uh, The work area is on Washington, so once the building is demolished, Loading will take place from Washington. WBEN's Brayton Wilson tells us that's a major challenge for businesses in that direct area. Crews are working to tear down the three-story structure with the hopes to complete the emergency demolition sometime next week. While demolition work continues on site, businesses in the 700 block of Main Street continue to wait things out as the entire block is closed to vehicle traffic and is limited to foot traffic. It's been difficult. It's been frustrating. Clients are nervous about coming down to this area and we've had a small opening for them to access walking down the street, but still it's a little uh, nerve-wracking. That's Papillon Salon owner Lynn Lamatina. Businesses admit it's been a tough time for everyone in the 700 block as the street continues to be shut down due to the investigation and now the subsequent demolition. If there has been one saving grace, it's the communication back and forth between businesses and the show of support for one another in struggling times. Obviously there's a lot of small businesses around here, whether it be City Wine or Oxford Pennant or Zoom Copy across the street. I think, you know, us just being together as a community and, and updating people uh, and other businesses as we gather information the best we can is you know what we can do to be there for each other. That was owner and founder of the Just Dishing clothing store, Matt Keeler. While the shutdown and the lack of business flow has put a strain on businesses along the 700 block of Main Street, they feel that once the street reopens to traffic with no limitations, they will be able to get back on track without skipping a beat. Here's more from Maria Colossi, manager of the Ink Euphoria Tattoo Parlor. We've obviously dealt with a lot this year, snowstorms and things like that. A lot of big storms that we don't usually have so many of that's affected us. It's a little bit of a struggle. I don't think it's going to be anything crazy long-term that we can't handle. It's just kind of a bump in the road. More from businesses in the 700 block of Main Street and how they're fighting through struggles after the March 1st fire is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. Brayton, thank you. Again, that demolition work uh, set to take place right now, you know, ongoing, but 
Knocking down the building will last about a week. Hauling everything out will take about another week on top of that. Police outside of Syracuse revealing they have arrested a man that reportedly threatened to carry out a mass shooting at a nearby Topps supermarket. Aaron Katursky here with more. This was an online threat made allegedly by 20-year-old Zachary Mullen, who's been arrested for making a terrorist threat involving a Topps supermarket near Syracuse. Police said Mullen posted on Discord, and the post included racial elements. They searched his home near Syracuse. They found weapons and ammunition that were seized. Tonight, Mullen has been released. Police are confident there was no longer a threat. Again, that's near Syracuse. Aaron Katursky reporting. Concerns over the state's proposed shift to all-electric were aired out in front of Buffalo lawmakers yesterday. WBEN's Max Ferry is here with more. Although it wasn't the representatives from New York State that Buffalo Common Councilman Joseph Golombek requested in his resolution, regional representatives from National Fuel and National Grid spoke before the council to address the state's plan to phase out natural gas and convert to electric. Energy delivered by gas networks to the state's building sector is three to four times the amount of energy delivered on the electric side. That's a lot of energy to shift and at the same time we are transitioning to electric vehicles. No network that exists today is built to handle the anticipated increase in electric demand. That is why National Grid is already working to make changes to prepare the grid to meet the state's goals. Western New York National Grid Director Ken Kajawa, representative from National Fuel Brian Welsh, suggests a more attainable goal in the given time frame the state proposes. National Fuel believes that electrifying everything at any cost is not our only or best option. Our plan is an all-the-above all hybrid approach that strategically leverages both the electric and the natural gas delivery systems. Can, and this can achieve the climate actions emissions reduction goals while being significantly less costly than the electrify everything approach. Hear the full discussion on our website. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. We'll hear more from Kujawa coming up as we go in-depth throughout the morning here on WBEN. The Justice Department and the SEC launching investigations into the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. They'll be looking into whether any of the bank's executives got unusual bonuses and any evidence of insider trading. The bank's CEO reportedly sold millions in stock just two weeks before the bank's collapse. But it's not clear if there was any wrongdoing. Most experts say the banking system is safe and the failures of Silicon Valley and signature banks were due to their own mismanagement. Still, the Moody's rating agency has downgraded the entire banking system. It says conditions in the industry are rapidly deteriorating. All right, interesting uh, there. Lindsay Watts again with the report. Another close call between two planes under investigation. The FAA says a Republic Airways flight crossed the wrong runway at Reagan National Airport after a United flight had been cleared to take off from that same runway. Air traffic control is heard alerting the United pilot. Oh, you're not two down three. Just Kansas, take off clear. Reporting takeoff. Reporting takeoff. That makes at least seven close calls this year alone, including one at New York's JFK Airport, where a Delta pilot had to slam on the brakes after an American Airlines plane crossed the wrong runway. Can't believe we're hearing more of these incidents. Seven so far this year. All the time, as the FAA is scheduled to meet, and we'll hear more about that coming up in just about 20 minutes. Well, how? is uh, the big nor'easter and all this weather impacting us 
Well, turns out not too much, right? <laughs> but it did dump around a foot of snow in Albany. These people uh, living in uh, Ashby were digging out from 30 inches of the white stuff in northern Massachusetts. This is the third time I've changed my jacket because they keep getting soaked in second pair of mittens and second pair of hats. I, I knew it was going to snow, but I didn't know it was going to be this much. This is, like, ridiculous. It's the biggest storm of the season for that part of the country. Well, just enough snow fell around here Tuesday to make this winter one of the top five snowiest winters in Buffalo history. Officially, 132 inches of snow has fallen, according to the National Weather Service. Two-thirds of that came during the big lake effect November snowstorm and the December blizzard. The snowiest winter on record was the winter of 1976-77. 199 inches of snow fell. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Mostly sunny with a cool breeze today. Temperatures in the mid-30s this afternoon. For your Thursday, mostly cloudy skies with high temperatures close to 50 degrees. Friday, it'll be windy and wet with rain likely. Temperatures in the upper 40s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. We're looking at the impact of that fire, fatal fire two weeks ago on Main Street businesses. Matt Keeler from Just Dish is joining us this morning on WBEN. Matt, you're at the corner of Maine and West Tupper. First, tell us about your business. What do you do? Do you have employees? Yeah, thank you guys for having me on, first of all. Um, we have a few employees. Yeah, we have five employees that, that work with us downtown at our, our 712 uh, Main Street location, and we have a couple employees that work remote for us right now. So it's been a tough time, but you know, getting through it the best we can. Yeah, um, tough time. Uh, explain how that is for you, because it, it has to be tough understanding the situation while also trying to look out for your business and your employees. For sure, it's a great point. I, I think first and foremost, I mean, we're heartbroken for what happened to Jason, and, and ultimately that's that's the toughest thing at the end of the day. And I think the best thing we can do from that point is is be there for our community the best we can and um, you know, just with local businesses around us and with it being a, a pretty small block of, of businesses that are pretty close together there, I think, you know, just providing updates for each other the best we can as they, they come in for us because I think we're still gathering information every day and, and trying to relay the, the best that we can, like I said. So, but I think, I think for us personally, I, I think it's just about, you know, weathering the storm and, and getting through it. And, um, you know, obviously with, with the street still being shut down, it's been difficult for, for, uh, you know, traffic, foot traffic through our area and people being able to get into our doors. And even for our employees, too, the parking situation has been really increasingly difficult and, and arranging deliveries has, has been challenging, too. But again, like I said, I think just, you know, taking it day by day and, and getting through it the best we can is the best we can do. Matt, what was the impact two weeks ago when that fire broke out? I mean, was there smoke at your business? Do you have damage? Luckily, we had no smoke damage. Um, I, I think there were some businesses in a closer proximity that that did have some minor smoke damage. But I mean, it was it was really terrifying when it was going on because you know, with with the intensity of the flames, we didn't know how how likely it could potentially spread to other businesses, other buildings across the street or or right next to it too. So, I mean, just just the amount of people that were that were watching and were calling loved ones. It was. It was very scary at the time that it was going on, for sure. I can only imagine, you know, what that was uh, like to be down there. I mean, in the days since, what have you seen 
in terms of traffic in the area? I mean, we know that there's street closures right there and obviously a lot of work being done on the structure and has been for the past two weeks. But I'd also have to imagine that there's a lot of, you know, people just kind of milling around, taking a look to see exactly what happened and maybe stumbling upon uh, your business. For sure. I would say I would say people are increasingly curious and, and just, you know, interested in seeing what the what the site looks like right now and, and following the progress of the demolition. And, you know, just I think looking at potentially all the other visits that were affected and, you know, I think uh, personally, it's a, it's a pretty quiet block down here. I mean, we have a we have a community of businesses that, that really support each other. And it's kind of like, if you know, you know, you know, the companies that are down here. And, you know, with Shays being so close, there's obviously really high, high foot traffic with people walk the shows and everything. Um, but yeah, the traffic has, has uh, definitely, I think, increased in the past couple of weeks. And, you know, whether that be from, from people you know, being curious to look or, or just, uh, you know, trying to navigate the area. It's just causes a bit of confusion, but, um, you know, hopefully that'll change here in the next couple of weeks, we're hoping. How much of your business is in-person versus online? I would say we do 50-50. Um, we, do a lot of, we do a lot of foot traffic through our everyday doors with, um, you know, I think the biggest challenge we face is that, you know, we have customers that come from Canada, people that come from Rochester and, surrounding cities that that maybe didn't know about the impact of the fire and and didn't know about the street closures and really how to navigate getting to our shop so i would say that's been one of the biggest challenges and you know luckily for us we've been able to to do a lot of uh you know behind the scenes work and a majority of our work on on e-commerce just um i feel like we've we've kind of learned that experience just getting through covid and and doing all that too so you know thankfully not 100% of our our um our business is done through foot traffic, but I would say a good majority of it is too. Uh, you guys make skate skins, which uh, for people listening, think of you know the fancy cleats that NFL players wear pregame that you see the pictures of all over uh, social media and everything. Lots of different themes, airbrushed and things like that. But you're doing it for hockey skates. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and? I mean, we don't see it on the ice in the NHL. Is it allowed there? I mean, how's it taking off? Yeah, thank you, thank you. We launched Skateskins during uh, during the pandemic. Really, it was a it was, a, it was an idea I've had for probably five or six years. And you know, with hockey being a more traditional sport, just looking at you know different leagues like the NBA and the NFL, I I wanted to come up with a way to to bring skate customization to our game, whether it be pro, youth, or amateur levels, and really went hard during during the pandemic when I was locked in, you know, my room and my office, just researching different materials and everything. And then came uh, to life with something that I really felt comfortable with to bring the ice. And it was difficult during the time because when I was, uh, I really had that eureka moment, you know, rinks were closed and there was no way for me to really test the product on ice. So I was doing some weird stuff like putting in the skates in my freezer to check the adhesive and whatnot. But yeah, fast forward to now, we, we have this product that adheres to the side of hockey skates. It's almost like a full wrap that allows users to go onto our website and design it from front to back, basically giving them a, a blank canvas for your skates, if you will, where you can add complete customization from logo, number to quotes, anything that any any user would like to add on there. So it's been a really fun brand to build, and we're looking forward to the future of it, too. It sounds really cool. What do they start at? We retail them for 65 a pair. 
and we do custom team orders for anywhere between $38 to $45 a pair. Hey, not bad for a total uh, customization there. Uh, feeling good about the Sabres making the playoffs? I hope so. They've got some important games coming down the stretch, something we haven't really been able to say in the past few years. So, again, we're. I think uh, I'm – you know, me and my group, we talk about this a lot, but I think it's more a more exciting team than we've had in quite a few years around here. So we're, we're looking forward to the future of them, too. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.